Well, when you give birth, we have your placenta and then we use a very specific process called the Purion process. And that essentially purifies the placenta in the most gentle form. So it's allowing you to retain the hormonal content, the nutritional, like the vitamin B6, all those types of components in the placenta, giving you the stem cells, giving you the opportunity to heal your body back. Hi, I'm Sarah Kuhn. Welcome to the Juno Women Podcast, where I sit down for candid conversations with women who are experts in their field and share their specific knowledge so that we can become better equipped to handle all things motherhood. Juno Women is an extension of Juna, a fitness and nutrition app created to help guide you through your trying to conceive, pregnancy, and motherhood journey. Everything we do at Juna is designed to empower and support you through one of the most incredible and challenging times of your life. Today, I'm talking to Samantha Davis. Samantha is the owner of Mommy Made Encapsulation, and she joins me today to talk all things placenta consumption and all the different ways it can be consumed. If you're currently pregnant, planning to get pregnant, or just curious about placenta encapsulation, you will find this episode super informative. I hope you enjoy. Samantha, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Why don't you start by introducing yourself, telling us a little about you and your area of expertise? Absolutely. So my name is Samantha Davis. I am owner and operator of Mommy Meeting Capsulation Southern California. We're actually a network of placenting capsulation specialists that cover nationwide. And I was the very first extension of that brand that actually started up in Bakersfield. And a friend of mine started the brand. And then when I had my daughter, she encapsulated my placenta. And I was like, yes, let's do this. I'm all in. I love it. And four months after having my daughter, my husband and I started a business. Oh, okay. <laughs> real fun. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know all about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, for some reason, there's this creative energy after you have a baby that's, I want to start something. I want to build something. I want to do something different. And so we did. But uh, yeah, placenta encapsulation was something that I was introduced to really early on, like sometime in high school, I think, which was quite some time ago. And uh, interested introduced to the concept and you know, without really even knowing that children was my foreseeable future, I was just like, this is a really cool concept. It made a lot of sense to me. It was something that felt like just like a have to do. And when my husband and I became pregnant with our daughter, which was also a surprise, it was like, okay, we're doing this. This is something that has to be part of our plan or my plan. And we found, like I said, a friend of ours that did it up in Bakersfield. We loved the experience and the brand and I'd love to get into it a little deeper. But um, I think one thing that is different about what we bring to the industry is the transparency, the level of ability to see your process. We record it. We allow you to see when and how and where your placenta is being processed and really working towards the like normalizing of this postpartum resource that is literally at the disposal of every single mom. Every single mother has a placenta. She has the ability to use and diving deeper into the concept and the idea of church and uses of the placenta in pharmaceutical companies and pharmaceutical research, sports medicine, the beauty industry. It's in a lot more 
than I think we realize. And so the idea of bringing it to this aspect of childbearing, this motherhood felt like the most kind of logical time to use something like this and provide this service. I'm sorry, short. I'm so curious, like in what other uses are there for it that I'm like, this is the first I'm hearing of it. So I'm interested. (laughs) Absolutely. It's actually, we did a segment a while ago that talked about the different ways that people are using it. There's a couple off the top of my head. One is pharmaceutical research and pharmaceutical companies that will take donated placentas. I was just having this conversation actually with one of their techs. There's this company where they will take donated placentas after C-sections. They will take them and they will dehydrate them and use the exact same process that we use. And they take the placenta and send it off to various companies nationwide, internationally. They're all over the place that use them for whatever it is they use them for. Most of the time, it's some type of healing modality, like whether it's stem cells, whether it's so sports medicine, like a lot of sports injuries, you'll hear that they've used it to speed up recovery because of all of the stem cells in the amniotics act. There's a lot of therapies that can be supported from the use of the placenta. Also, the beauty industry, anti-aging, that like wonder, miracle, what is it, fountain of youth kind of concept is found in a lot of beauty products. Here in the States, I think there's a lot of regulations, so you're not seeing it as often, but the beauty industry in and of itself being very unregulated, where they don't necessarily have to put the ingredients and all of that. A lot of research being done for anti-aging serums and creams and things like that. A friend of mine a couple of years ago took a trip to took a trip to Cuba and brought back products, facial, it was like a facial serum or a facial cream skincare regimen that had placenta in it. There's also in Asian cultures, you'll find like sheep's placenta that's being packaged and sold like your generic supplements. Obviously, this is your genetic makeup and it's your blood. It's your DNA. It's everything very specific to you. So we're not going to bottle that up and sell that to don't But for you, it's fantastic. Got it. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Little segue. Okay. Let's, for someone listening who has no idea what placenta encapsulation is, what is it and why might I want to do it? Yes, absolutely. So placenta encapsulation in short is where you take the placenta of a mother that's just given birth. So we just deal, like I said, with their specific placenta. We're not, there's no random placenta happening here. (laughs) So when you give birth, we have your placenta and then we use a very specific process called the Perion process. And that essentially purifies the placenta in the most gentle form. So it's allowing you to retain the hormonal content, the nutritional, like the vitamin B6, all those types of components in the placenta, giving you the stem cells, giving you the opportunity to heal your body back. So we create, I don't know if you're familiar, but like a size double zero capsule. And you take that in a very like regimented dose over the course of the first, say, four to six weeks while your body's kind of reacclimating itself. And you replenish all of those hormones, all of those nutrients that were lost at birth, and you put them back into your body. And the beauty of it is that this is something that your body created just for you. It's nothing that's manufactured. It's nothing that's synthetic. A lot of moms are taking iron supplements because of postpartum hemorrhage or postpartum blood loss, hormone replacements or progesterone, so many different things that you're putting back in your body. But this is in the most natural form for your body. A fun fact that I like to add, because a lot of people are, why do I want to do this? What's the research behind it? Why does this even make sense? Along with the benefits and stuff in and of itself. But 
the idea is when you're pregnant, right? Your placenta is created and your endocrine system. So all of those hormone producing organs take like a back seat. So they go on a they go on in a maternity leave. <laughs> and then your placenta takes over all of that hormone production and goes from say ground zero, right? Your hormones are level, you know, just starting off that pregnancy journey. And it creeps up to say like a plus three. And then once you deliver the baby, that placenta comes out shortly after. And all of that hormone, all of those hormones, all of that hormonal production capacity, all of that comes out with it. And you're left fully depleted. So you're not even at a ground zero. You are at a negative three. And it takes about six to eight weeks for your endocrine system to start to reboot itself and function normally. And when I say normally, and what is normal after you have a baby? So you can imagine all of those, all of those things that hormones regulate, your emotions, everything physiologically is put on hold. So you notice those really intense crying spurts or sometimes rage or just very chaos. There's a lot of chaos that happens just emotionally. And so you're replenishing your body with those, with that regimented dose. Um, and it can do it benefits from placenta encapsulation range from uh, increased lactation because you're getting things like oxytocin, prolactin, which help with mammary gland development. You're seeing increased energy because you've got things like I mentioned the vitamin B6, vitamin B12 that are turning things into carbohydrates, increasing energy levels. You've got iron, which helps combat postpartum depression. You're not as fatigued. All of those different things really work holistically to create a more, to create a happier and healthier postpartum experience. Got it. And you, like you definitely did, did so you encapsulated your placenta and do you, and you only have one kid? Yes, just one. Okay. One and done. <laughs> Smart woman. <laughs> For now. And did you, what was your experience with it? So I had after we got home from the, we had a, a birth center birth. So we got home and a couple hours later, mind you, my husband and I really aren't familiar with kids like that. We didn't have a lot of kids around us growing up. It wasn't like a thing that some people just innately know. Yeah. We're I was not one people. of them either. Yeah, exactly. What do I do? How do I do this? <laughs> we, we got home and on top of just being home two hours after giving birth, there was a lot of anxiety and I have generalized anxiety anyway. So that took it to the most extreme level I've ever experienced. And I tell this story where you know, that first week I couldn't leave my bedroom. I would come downstairs and I don't know if it was just, it was too much space. There weren't even a lot of people here. So it wasn't even that. It was just the space. I needed this nest we had created in our bedroom. And that was my safe space. And it took a while to get the capsules back. It took about a week because of having to send them off to Bakersfield and all of that. And by the time they got back to us. So I was able to see that really dramatic difference of what it felt like beforehand. And when I started taking the capsules, I kid you not, I was like, I can function. I can come downstairs. I can feed myself down. I don't know. It was just, it was like this whole new world opened up and it sounds so dramatic, but the level of anxiety that I experienced before and then after was so profound to me that it really made me a believer firsthand, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good insight. We're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about the Juna app, the app that makes this podcast possible. Juna is the premier app for every stage of motherhood with a 12-week trying to conceive plan and workouts, key nutrition information for every week of pregnancy and postpartum, plus six full video courses on birth prep, 
breastfeeding, newborn care, infant sleep, sleep from four to 12 months, and starting solids. The app is designed to be your number one companion from trying to conceive through your baby's first year of life. It also includes daily diaphragmatic breathing exercises, pelvic floor prep, daily tips, and notes from me that are relevant to the exact things you are experiencing. These are so helpful for easing any fears and preventing the dreaded gestational Google mania, that sickness where you can't stop Googling every little thing that happens during pregnancy. Juna is available for both iOS and Android. Just search Juna in the App Store or go to Juna.co. Again, that's Juna.co. The app is completely free to try for seven days, and if you decide it's not right for you, you can cancel any time within the first week. No questions asked. Download Juna today and get started. Now, back to the show. So at what point during pregnancy should people start thinking about if they want to do placenta encapsulation or like how do they start? Like when should they start thinking about it? And I guess where should they start? Absolutely. So I, my, my take on that, because I get that question a lot, is as soon as you're interested, reach out for information because oftentimes it's the last on your to-do list. So we get along a lot of moms that sign up last minute. Literally, I had this one mom, she was pushing her baby out. And the husband was calling, okay, can you come pick up the placenta? How do we do this? We really want to do this. I'm like, okay, I got you. Don't worry. We're good. But so that's where I say as soon as you're interested, just reach out, get some more information. The process for us, we can send you a real comprehensive email so you be through it with your husband, have that information on hand. And we actually have representatives that are available to you on a 24-hour hotline. So we really handhold you through the process, which being that it is so, it's so unfamiliar, you really need that. You need someone that's, okay, I have this question at midnight. Can I ask it? Can I text this line? Yes, absolutely. So you reach out to us, we send you the reservation form. And at that point, you fill the form out straight from your phone, super simple. And then a representative will contact you and confirm your order, ask you if you have any talk through when it's safe, when it's not safe, what to do when you get to the hospital or birth center so that you can have all of your questions answered right then and there. And uh, all that's required is a deposit. There's a $50 non-refundable deposit. And that just allows us to be on call 24-7, 365 days a year. So we'll get the question of what if I don't deliver on my due date or I have a scheduled C-section, but it might change. That is absolutely fine. We actually have a team of transporters that are on call and available so that whenever it happens, we're ready for you. So really trying to take the pressure off that process. Um, but like I said, it really does. As soon as you're interested, I always say reach out. And then typically within your second trimester, if it's something like a high-risk pregnancy or there's any type of health concerns, you can definitely wait until you feel comfortable because ultimately we're here for you. This is your show. I tell moms, we're just here to help where we can. It's, it's, that's, that's nice. That's like a good sentiment. What are the different methods for placenta encapsulation? Because I know that there's several, right? So many, especially nowadays. So when you look at the traditional version, so this is something that originated in Asia, what, over 5,000 years ago. So it's a very, it's, how, what do I say? No, but it's something that's not new necessarily, right? And that traditional form is very much in line with the way that we process the Purion method. So you're going to steam the placenta, you dehydrate it, and then you're putting it into capsules to take. And again, to create like a regimen or a dosage that you can have over the next several weeks, over the next several weeks. But here in, I would say 
Western culture, we'll say, you have lots of different methods. So you have the just, it's called the simple method. None of these we practice actually for various reasons, but there's a dehydration method where instead of the steaming and the kind of that purification process, it's just dehydrated. So it's cut up, set on a dehydrator at a specific temperature, and then it's ground up to consume that way. That's thought to have a much more like energizing, a much more energizing experience. And then you've got people that put it in food. So you've got smoothies right after birth. (laughs) And you've got in our training, there was one training module that talked about all the different ways and people will put it in spaghetti sauce. I don't know why that one stood out to me so much. <laughs> like a bolognese. Exactly. That, literally, that would work. I don't know if I could do that. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> exactly. We actually had, it was, yeah, I forget which show. Oh, he was part of Wild and Out. He, his fiance wife had a baby during the pandemic. So I think in 2020 or 2021, and he wanted to put it in tacos, I think, or he ate it somehow. He like cooked up a part of it. Like, you know, you do you, whatever you want to do, I couldn't do it. So you've got food. Food is another one. And then the, it's not really like in, encapsulation, but you can take a portion of the placenta. And some people believe that it can help with postpartum hemorrhaging. So right after you give a, right after you have your baby, if you're noticing the hemorrhaging, you can take a chunk. And I think it's put it in the side of your mouth or an, under your tongue or gum or something like help with that. Well, that's a different way. <laughs> so, um, and then there's tinctures too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that I definitely can agree to some capacity. Some people use a raw piece of the placenta to infuse the tincture. I'm a fan of using capsules. So your powder to the tincture. And again, the only reason we believe in this that definitively is because it's a way to ensure the safety of mom and baby because yeah. it's reaching certain heated temperatures. There's medical grade decontaminants, food grade sanitizers that are used in between certain processes. So despite having any type of GBS, any type of intrauterine infection, meconium, any type of bacterial or viral infection, aside from your AIDS or HIV, something that is incurable, other than that, it will rid the placenta of that infection, making it safe for you, making it safe for your baby, because you do get a lot of that concern. Is it safe? What if I have an infection? We eliminate any type of that conversation. We do have you sign a medical waiver stating you do not have an active hep B, hep C, or AIDS or HIV. But other than that, we don't have to dive deeper because of our process. Got it. So that was my one of my next questions actually was like, in what scenario am I not a candidate? And so is, are those the only four scenarios? Exactly. So okay. AIDS and HIV being these incurable diseases, it's something that from a health and safety perspective, we wouldn't be able to encapsulate. And then for us, we also don't take on clients that have active hep B or hep C infections. Got it. And yeah. then, so I had a C-section, I'm yep. still a candidate. I have a, okay. And then GBS, you said, yeah, so all that is still fine. Is that for everyone or just your method? Um, Just for this method. So that's where we encourage, if you are interested in trying the raw method or where it's just dehydrated, there's lots of different things you want to take into consideration and find a specialist that really works with uh, your plan and what you're looking for so that they can walk you through those processes. But, but for us, yeah, it's absolutely safe because of that process. Okay. What are the risks of placenta encapsulation? So that's the beautiful thing in terms of, and I keep going back to this, but our process, there, there are no adverse reactions because it's something that's coming from your body. 
So that's the beauty of it is it's not something, like I said before, that's manufactured, that's synthetic. You can have reactions to because it's something that literally came from your body, what, three, four days ago. So you're avoiding any type of that adverse reaction. Now, if you have GBS and say are consuming the placenta raw, then there is potential very high risk of transfer of that bacteria when you're consuming the placenta. Same thing if you're doing the dehydration method where it's dehydrated. The dehydration, the temperatures have to meet a certain standard set by the CDC in order to eliminate that bacteria. So with our process at both the steaming and the dehydration stage, they're meeting high enough temperatures at both moist and dry heat. And again, like I said, in combination with the medical grade decontaminants, food grade sanitizers that will eliminate that bacteria. But we just can't say that for the other methods. Got it. So that would be something to keep in mind and absolutely do your research beforehand. As you're interviewing potential mm-hmm. people. Absolutely. Got it. Okay. So I'm curious because I think it is interesting how polarizing this topic is. I think like you have people that like absolutely swear by it. And then you have people that are absolutely think it's horrifying and can't believe anyone would ever do this. What do you think that is? (laughs) I think both are completely valid and we've heard, we've heard it all. And especially with, like I mentioned, we, a lot of the moms will to be, they like to be tagged in their videos to create, we create and put together a video of their entire process. And some of them like to be tagged in it and things like that on Instagram and like to share their experience, which is so beautiful. But with that comes a lot of commentary. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen it all from it's cannibalism. It's all of the things. And I think my take is that if you are, and it's funny because a lot of them are from men who don't have to go through the experience of childbirth. And I think if you experience childbirth or are going to and have hesitation or concerns about postpartum depression, if you have already generalized anxiety or you're having depressive episodes during your pregnancy, if you are concerned about any type of physical kind of acclimation to this new body and situation you're going to have after baby, I definitely suggest going for it because at the end of the day, you're the one that knows what happens to your body. You know, if you've experienced this before, what happens to your body after a baby? We get a lot of moms that are like, I experienced postpartum depression with my first child or my first two pregnancies. And I really want to avoid that this time around. And hearing stories like that, you're literally searching for whatever you can to avoid that kind of, because it's traumatic. It's traumatic for you. It's traumatic for your family. So in those cases, it's if you haven't been through it and you can't see what it's like, then it's difficult to have a real connection to why people would want to do this. Even with breastfeeding, there's a lot of moms that are like, I haven't been able to breastfeed or I wasn't able to breastfeed. And then this time around after encapsulating, they've successfully breastfed for whatever length of time they choose. And that's, those are huge wins that if you can have access to a resource that even remotely gets you a little tiny bit closer, why not take advantage? So To those that, you know, have comments that maybe aren't supportive or they're super against it to each their own. But I think it really boils down to not having had those experiences and really not being able to speak on what what those experiences really feel like and how they impact just you and your family. Yeah. On that note, do you have any tips for for handling unsupportive medical providers or partners? That is a really great question. The partner one is hard. That one, I agree, is a tough one because that's your right hand. You really want to be 
on board. And luckily, not luckily, but we get a lot of dads who actually will sign up for their moms or for their moms. For their their partners, for their spouses. And that is just huge because they're really taking an active role in this pregnancy and in this postpartum. But to the ones that don't, I think it's really important to make sure you communicate what postpartum could look like, could look like for not just you as the birthing mother, but for your partner. When you suffer from postpartum depression, it doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody, everyone around you. It's very difficult to support a person going through that because it's so much more than just, I cleaned the house today or I cooked dinner for you. It goes so much in ways that aren't easily, you aren't able to support easily. So really breaking down, I think what the potential of postpartum could look like and what the potential of your encapsulated placenta could do to support that. And oftentimes that really helps sway the partner into feeling supportive. It's like, all right, I get it. Your body is going to go through some intense trauma and change. Whatever I can do to support that, I'm all for. Yeah. And then as far as the medical providers, that's always a tricky one, just because I think a lot of the Western medicine, Eastern medicine, holistic approaches, things like that can get a little convoluted. And because doctors and nurses, we don't get a chance to sit down with them and explain the extent of our process, explain that we're not just scooping up placentas and baking them in my oven in the (laughs) kitchen. It's difficult for them to sometimes get on board if they're not all in already. Like I said, they don't know the extent of our process, but we try and educate our moms. We send videos. We, like I said, have that 24 hour hotline. So if you give birth at three o'clock in the morning or you head to the hospital at midnight or 10 a.m., we're here to guide that conversation with you and for you. The amount of times we've gotten on the phone with doctors and nurses explaining our process, explaining why it's safe that they release it if she has GBS or an infection. So we're, I think we pride ourselves as a brand on being transparent with medical professionals and supporting our clients in that conversation, because it's not a normal conversation. It's not something you Google and say, Hey, okay, how do I ask my provider to give me my placenta? So really that handholding piece is the key, I think. Yeah. My last question is really around, okay, what's the, so now I've decided to encapsulate my placenta. What does it actually look like from the moment I go into labor, I get to the house, like how does, and I know that it's different in every state and and depending on where you're giving birth, but let's say that you're having a hospital birth in California. Sure. It's actually pretty similar uh, around too. It's not really too different. But so here you're, say your general run-of-the-mill hospital, you are letting us know after you've signed up, you're letting us know, hey, I'm in labor. You contact the birth line. I'm in labor. We will confirm your first and last name and we'll confirm your hospital. We send you the last bit of like friendly reminders. It is safe if this and that. Contact us with any questions. Be sure to sign the placenta release form. That's the key. You want to make sure to sign that form before you give birth because that form is like, it's the contract between you and the hospital saying, I'm keeping my placenta, not you. It's funny that we even have to do that because it's not something, hospitals aren't used to people asking them for their placenta. They're just very much, okay, we keep it. There's a company that they sell it to. There's a company that picks it up. They do whatever with it. There's so many, that's a whole other conversation. So they sign the release form and then the hospital will add on their birth plan that they're keeping the placenta. Then they, they're in labor, they're in, they deliver the baby. Then shortly after the placenta comes out, 
the hospital will put it into a biohazardous bag or a container, just as if they would if they were tossing it or storing it. And then that's what stays with mom. So the placenta gets released to mom. She lets us know, notifies our birth line, no matter what time of day or night that she has her placenta with her. At that point, we will dispatch a transporter out to her to come collect the placenta within roughly one to three hours, just depending on time of day, LA traffic, all those lovely things. And the transporter will get to the hospital and they will contact mom arrange pickup. The transporter will confirm the first and last name to ensure that everything's copacetic. They, they will create a label for the placenta. Time and date it was picked up. We're very thorough about this is your placenta. This label does not leak. Because that's another question. How do I know if I'm getting my placenta? You will absolutely get your placenta. There is, it's an airtight process. And so they, the transporter will take the placenta back to our facility for storage. And then that's when a permanent label is made that follows the placenta process throughout the entire way from start to finish. So mom's able to see, this was my label here. This was my placenta. This is the label that I got on my package. And once the process is complete, we reach out. We let you know that your capsules are finished. At that point, we take and collect the remaining balance and um, schedule a time to deliver them. And then we check in a couple of weeks to see how you're doing. And if you have any questions, see how you and baby are. And then that's it. Okay. Let's be honest. One of the hardest and most unexpected things about postpartum was feeding myself nutritious foods. Between trying to figure out my baby's sleep and feeding schedule, trying to keep the house in working order, trying to keep myself bathed and functioning, there was very little extra time to go grocery shopping or to do meal planning and go cook for myself and the family. Enter Home Chef. They have simple and delicious meals for every day of the week. You can choose between the oven-ready meals, which I highly recommend, especially in the early postpartum period, to ready in 15 minutes. The meals are healthy, easy to make, and make the cleanup process easy peasy lemon squeezy. Use the coupon code JUNA115 to get $35 off your first box, $30 off the second box, $25 off the third and fourth boxes. Trust me, this will make your life 1 million times easier when you don't have to think about feeding yourself and your family. Once again, go to homechef.com, pick your meals, and use the coupon code JUNA115 to get $115 off your first four boxes. Enjoy! Okay, this is my real last question. Yeah. So for anyone listening who's considering it or for people that are like, no, absolutely not. I'm just curious because we're, we, we're data people. We love like the research. Is there research either way to suggest, yes, this is like there, we've done this study on or like the other way? So unfortunately, there is very little research about placenta encapsulation as it relates to a new mom and postpartum support. I do think that there will be more on the horizon. There's a couple different studies that are currently in progress, but nothing that has very definitive research. So what I tell moms to fall back on, because we do get, we get moms that are very much into what are, what's the research? What are the numbers? Yeah. I say a lot of it is going to be anecdotal. Yeah. So check out anywhere from our Yelp reviews, our Google reviews, all moms who have experienced this firsthand. And the amount of comments that are like, I was skeptical at first. 
I wasn't sure at first. And then it's like, do it. You're not going to regret it. All of those types of things that really take people who are on the fence and can hopefully encourage them to do something that is a natural part of their postpartum recovery. It's something that you can see I say, quote, research being done with the placenta as far as the stem cells that are used, like I said, in all of that kind of pharmaceutical research in Mm -hmm. other areas. So you see it. We did. There was a a study done or it was being used. The amniotic sac, so the stem cells in the amniotic sac were being used for heart patient recovery. There's tons of research in relation to sports medicine and quickly healing like knee injuries or things like that. Even as far as COVID research. So they were using the stem cells from the placenta in finding COVID cures and whatnot in the beginning of 2020. There was some research that came out there. So it's tough because there's not, not to get dive too deep into this topic, but there's not a lot of profit that can be made from mothers keeping and using their own placenta. You've got even, what is it? Core blood banking, right? The huge industry that is cord blood, huge. And the amount of money that they're making from that is all from donations. It's people donating their cords, donating their cord blood, all of that, because there's money to be made. If you're keeping your placenta, no one can, no one's buying your placenta from you. No one's making these astronomical amounts of money off of that. So I think there is little incentive to actually put the research and the money behind the research there. So that's, that's why that makes sense. No, that's a <laughs> helpful answer. I appreciate that. Yeah. Samantha, thank you so much for me today. I, we act, I'm so surprised that we actually haven't done a podcast on placenta encapsulation. So it was so perfect. And I appreciate all your education and thoughtfulness on the topic. Thank you. You have a great podcast voice, by the way. Like, it, I feel like I'm like on a news show or something. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. It's very funny that you just said that because last night my husband and I were talking about it and he said something about my voice being shrill. And I was like, I have a great podcast voice. And then he was like, I actually was totally kidding. Your voice is not shrill. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, it's the, it's something I have been self-conscious about my entire life. And until this podcast, I've gotten so many comments from people being like her or even like reviews, people being like, her voice is so soothing. And I'm like, now it's like, now I'm like, I am confident about my voice. The one thing I'm confident about. My voice is amazing. So thank you so much for reinforcing that confidence. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that it came up yesterday and then again today. So it really means something. It really does mean something. (laughs) Thank you again. I will keep you posted with when we launch it and get you details on it and Thanks again. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so much. I love the app. I'm just getting started on it. And it's it's a really great thing you have. Oh, thank you. It's been a labor of love. I'll tell you that much. And we're continuing to expand it. Our our postpartum experience, we're like rejiggering because I, it's, Right now, it's very linear and postpartum as it was not linear. It's, I might be 18 months postpartum and now I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm ready to restore my core. It's not like six weeks. Whereas right <laughs> now, that's when we recommend it. And I'm like, yeah. people just are ebb and flow with their wellness after baby. Five years later, four years later, I'm like, maybe I should see a pelvic floor therapist. Like, I think oh it might God. help. <laughs> is that how old your daughter is? Okay. Five or four? Four years. Okay, four, four turning years. five in April. Oh, but, yeah. Okay. 
I'm like, um, those are all things I should have done, but I'm just now either learning about or yeah. starting. It's yeah. never too late. I, right. My my friend yeah. who is just, she's pregnant right now. She texted me yesterday. She's, so do you think I should see a pelvic floor PT? And I'm like, I'm literally walking out of my pelvic floor PT right now. Yeah. It's been a life-changing, yeah. please, yes. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> exactly. Start now and then definitely yeah. get acquainted. It's, it's not weird. It's amazing. It's so necessary. Yeah. Every time I'm like dancing or doing jumping jacks or I don't know, sneezing, I like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Common, but not normal. It's yeah. my big phrase. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Yes. All right. It was so great Thank chatting. You so much. Love like okay. Sounds good. Care. Bye. Bye. Okay. That's all for today. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a mama friend and leave us a review. If you're pregnant, postpartum, or trying to conceive, you can download the Juna app completely free for seven days. The app is available for iOS and Android and is designed to be your guide for all things health and fitness for this very special time of your life. If you have any suggestions for episodes you would like to hear or anyone you think would be a great guest on the show, please email me directly at sarah at Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.